I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? Smile. Rated R. Only in theaters Friday. And welcome back to Within the Paranormal. I'm Mike Dentato. I'm James Flemons. And we're your hosts. Uh, we're with the uh, Suncoast Paranormal Research Association based out of uh, Tampa Bay area in Florida. And back with us for a second time. Hey guys, Dan is back. Dan the man. Welcome back, sir. Thanks. Welcome it's back. Great to be back. Had a blast it's last a week. Habit. Well, we should do this again this week. Well, we had to bring you back because we kind of touched on the I subject that we can of worms. Oh, <laughs> dare I say you opened up the hadron collider? I opened up a wormhole. <laughs> so we want to talk dialed this week. in. What? We're no, those dialed are in. those are chevrons. They go. Oh, well, we'll have it worked out. Trust me. Um. So Chevron 10 got <laughs> encoded last week, and now we got to go through the gate. <laughs> Chevron 10. <laughs> There's a 10th Chevron, buddy. There is. Okay. Yeah, you need to go right. watch season. Okay, is nine this within the paranormal or within the Stargate? Just wondering. listen, man. It's in the verse. Uh, okay. And tonight we're talking about parallel dimensions, time slips, and uh, multiple realities, multiple universes, all that kind of stuff, right? So. Wow, you're just gonna it all gonna, fits. You're just gonna steal my thunder like that, right? I am. Okay, James, we need to put him on the mute list. <laughs> on the lightning before the thunder. No. Oh, you're the thunder. All right, I've I've seen you eat a chili dog. <laughs> oh, this is true. <laughs> I've let you hear the thunder before. <laughs> the thunder from down under. What anyway, is that demonic smell. Oh my god. That's Stan and his chili dog. Yeah, give him a, give him an order of sonic onion rings and watch what happens. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. Sonic is out on the official ban list of pre investigation food. Yes, definitely. Um but that's a tale for another time. Anyway, uh we wanted to talk about time slips and time travel, uh Mandela effects and in, in how all these things could could be interconnected and related. So personally, I feel, you know, that it has to be at least plausible. Maybe it's just the fact that I've watched way too many sci-fi shows, but I've heard too many stories and, you know, had experience with things that I don't know, um, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it, it's definitely within the realm of possibility. Well, you know, I have to agree with you. Every, there's always a possibility of everything. But you mentioned the Mandela effect. Um, 
did a little bit of research. One of the things you and Dan and I talked about last week was Chick-fil-A, how it's got a K in the name instead of the C that we all remember. Not in my dimension. Right. No K, just a C. Right, right. Well, that's what he's saying. However, if you go to Chick-fil-A's website and research it, it actually says we have always had a K in our name. I've never remembered a K in the name. I've always spelled it, you know, C-H-I-C-F-I-L-A, not C-H-I-C-K-F-I-L-A. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I distinctly remember um, a time probably, I want to say maybe 25 years ago now, um, that I was actually writing out uh, an order for my sister to, you know, she was going to go to Chick-fil-A. And so she was going to pick up some stuff from the store. She said, you know, let me know what you need. I distinctly remember writing out, you know, from store and I wrote out my little list of of what I wanted her to pick up for me. And then I distinctly remember writing C-H-I-C because I was looking at at an advertisement for Chick-fil-A. I remember this very vividly. Because I kept spelling it wrong, and I felt like an idiot. So Chick-fil-A is a new thing up here in the north. Um, for those who don't know, I'm from Ohio. And I, my first experience with Chick-fil-A was in 2008 when we were on a trip to Florida. Um, and I remember distinctly thinking, man, that's a really weird way to spell chick without a K in it. And wondering why they didn't have one, you know. And even making fun of the name of O. Well, they're chic filet, not chick filet. They must be French. So I remember that, like, just distinctly. Um, making fun of them for not having a K. And always thinking it was weird they didn't have a K. And now there's a K! It's weird. But, this, but their website says, we have always had a K in our spelling. Okay, so that that kind of leads into what has caused that. There, there's some that believe that when CERN first fired up the Hadron Collider, that it started melding universes. Um, so, like, we remember things from a previous dimension or universe, but we've merged into another one where it was different. Um, but our memories retain that, you know, that knowledge from the previous universe. Not sure how much I believe that, but based on the number of Mandela effects and the increasing number of Mandela effects I've heard just in the last 10 years, it, it's starting to feel like it's definitely within, you know, the realm of possibility more than I would have originally given it credit for. So I don't know if you guys dug too deep into like when these kind of theories about CERN kind of destroying the world and bumping us into another um, parallel universe happened. I Um, do remember I do remember when when CERN was they were first started uh, to they were going to fire it up for the first time. I remember the biggest fear and the biggest thing that was out there was that they could inadvertently create a black hole. That right. would suck our planet into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that that was the thing that a lot of scientists um, talked about. So there was this kid. Um, he's considered the world's smartest kid. His name's Max Laughlin, and he posted a YouTube video a few years back, and he basically explains that what CERN did was destroyed our universe, bumped us into a parallel universe uh, back in 2008, which, if you think about it, 2008 is when a lot of things changed for us. You know, we had economic oh, yeah. collapse worldwide. Um so many different things, like short of a pandemic, like the world just got flipped upside down in 2008. And this kid thinks that, um, you know, CERN was responsible for that and that it bumped us into this parallel uh, universe. Now, back to the Chick-fil-A thing. We talked last week about the Berenstein Bears or the Baron uh, Stain Bears and that whole uh, debacle. You know, you can look at a whole bunch of different advertisement things that uh, seem to have changed. Well, Chick-fil-A, for me, is a recent one since CERN booted back up, you know, because, well, that Mike, how many times have you and I ate at Chick-fil-A together? Quite a few. Now, Um, I know your order for breakfast and lunch. (laughs) Well, real, real quick before uh, before we go any further. Uh, for those of you uh, that are listening that may not be familiar with what uh, the CERN uh, Hadron Collider is, uh, basically it was a it, it's a particle accelerator. It's supposedly it's supposed to you know boost particles such as uh, you know protons and and that sort of thing, um, and it's supposed to accelerate it uh, to a speed close to that of light uh, and collide these protons together. Um, to produce massive particles such as uh, they're, they're looking for the Higgs boson uh, particle, uh, which that's that's in a realm of physics that I'm probably not very versed in to speak on. But um, that was the purpose of this Hadron Collider. But people are more and more people are starting to believe that there was, you know, like you said, uh, unforeseen side effects. Well, there messing around with things nobody knows about right and if you even go to the cern website and you click on science and then you go to dark matter they basically say that everything we know about all human knowledge combined right of everything in the universe makes up about five percent of the content of the universe and so they're trying to figure out that other 95 percent that they're calling dark matter and, you know, there's some science here of what dark matter is. You know, it doesn't interact with electromagnetic forces. Um, uh, it doesn't absorb, reflect, or emit any kind of light, you know. Um, so it's, it's really hard to see. And they're like, we only know about 5% that we can see. And there's this 95% that we can't see. And we're trying to figure that out. So they're messing with things that they just have no clue about. And I mean, I'm sure they're trying to do it in a safe manner. That would be my assumption, right? That if you're a scientist, you're going to do an experiment that hopefully is not going to bring about the end of the world. But yeah, because but they have know, no idea. Because science, well, you know, is they never... turned this back on, right? Yes. Yeah. They just recently turned they just this turned it back, back on. in April or June or some sometime in the recent couple of months. They've turned it back on. And you know, even Elon Musk, who's one of the most brilliant brains on our planet right now 
is saying this is a bad idea, guys. Like we shouldn't be messing with this thing. He he called it what do you call it a, uh, a he called it demonic technology. You know, <laughs> so. So are we going to be able to tap into the Speed Force with this? I'm, I'm, the what? That's, that's too Star Trek for me. I don't know. Speed Force. <laughs> it's not Star I've, Trek. It's a Flash reference because uh, this, the dark matter, everything. If you're familiar with the Flash TV series on CW, they basically use this as how the Flash got his ability. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. I knew it. I heard you when you said it. That part of my brain is like, you know what this is, but for the life of me, I couldn't tell you where it was. Now I I do remember because I used to watch that show way back in the day. Right. Um, the accelerant particle, you know, explodes. Barry gets struck by a lightning, right. and then you know they becomes an angsty teenager. But yeah, but I mean, they they use dark matter in it, and so I mean a lot. A lot of this is reflected in that, so that's pretty cool in that aspect. See that it at the same time they also talk on that show about different timelines, and different theories. Well, let me let me ask you a question. Now, let's just just for the sake of our discussion here tonight, let's okay. assume that the Hadron Collider is responsible for all these Mandela effects people have been experiencing. However, what if it's not the only only cause for it? What if it's I mentioned it last week where, you know, and and Dan, I think you you mentioned it as well, where maybe time isn't linear, but every time frame and time period is simultaneously existing. And sometimes those the wires get crossed, so to speak, as the doctor put it, uh, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey sort of thing. But uh, let me give you an example, a, a story that I, I found. This is actually from Psychology Today. Um, in one account in Oklahoma in the 1970s, three workers were picking up cattle feeder equipment from a farm and noticed a white house on the property. When they came back the next day, however, the house was not only not there, there was no sign of it ever having been there. Yet all three workers saw the same thing that prior day. One possible explanation, you know, the house had existed in a different moment in time, which they collectively experienced as reality. So that, you know, that not only does that tie into that, but think about that. That's three people that experienced, hey, we saw this house there. It was there. We know it was there. But the next day, it's never been there. It would be yeah. sweet to know, like, the location of that and to see if there's a house there today. Definitely. That would but, be neat. Yeah. But think about it. Those three men in that type of situation right there, assuming this is true, again, it's just a, it's just a, a story so with no proof. So you got to take it for what it is. But yeah. could those men – isn't that the same thing as the Mandela effect? Yeah, and I mean – I mean, obviously on a big, better, uh, a bigger scale, but yeah. And so, did did we get into explaining what the Mandela effect is? Yes, we did. Like, did, did we? Did man, I have short term memory loss. You talked about Mandela. And really got into people thinking he died in prison. Yes, okay. that we yeah, actually we talked to it last week. Okay. Yes, yes, we did, and we actually it's even touched on week. it in I think our our second episode, didn't we? Yes. Well, yes, we did. Somebody didn't do their homework. Episode. No, I've been doing homework, man. It's crazy. And you called out. yourself like guests. 
Here, here's the crazy thing about this Mandela effect and as it relates to CERN. The CERN scientists are aware that people are making these claims and they're documenting them. They're not refuting them. They're not saying, no, this is impossible or anything like that. They're not saying it was a weather balloon. Right. They're actually documenting what significant Mandela effects are being um, talked about. And uh, it's weird. You know, the National Science Foundation in in the United States, NSF.gov, the National Science Foundation, like you were just talking about, James, with the uh, superpowers, they Uh put out a bunch of videos of what superpowers could CERN give you. You know, um, so we're definitely dabbling with things that we do not understand. And, uh, you know, like in that story where um, these farmers are seeing this this house and then it just doesn't exist anymore. You know, how many times maybe have things like that happened throughout the ages and you know people are considered crazy well what about dragons well well check this out uh again while doing the research um for for the show i found uh another article um that quoted this story um from from england um where it said that in the 1980s caroline anders who at the time of the art writing this article it would be 57, moved to Devon to work for the NHS. You're, I'm not familiar with that, what that is, but we'll just go with it. Uh, one weekend, a colleague drove her to Plymouth for a party. As they skirted a roundabout and approached the city, she remembered seeing a very beautiful church. Um, she said the windows were full of color from the light streaming through and the stained glass. As they passed the door, she saw a large congregation. And while Caroline can, you know, clearly recall the sight, um, no one else in the car saw it. Um, and she really was, you know, shocked when a few weeks later, when she was talking to her boyfriend about going out, um, suggested that they go to Plymouth. She, they were going through the same roundabout, and she literally cried out because the church was in ruins. And, you know, she said, you know, oh, my God, when did this happen? And that was when um, her boyfriend told her that Charles Church, one of the oldest in the area, had been bombed in the Second World War. Uh, So what she had actually seen a couple of weeks before would have been impossible because it was the 1980s. Right. So did she experience uh, an individual Mandela effect kind of thing? Where she was experiencing a reality where the church hadn't been destroyed, or like we touched on last week, was she picking up a uh, a residual haunting where the church still existed? You know, it it's interesting, and this could really make people begin to look at time and reality in a whole different perspective, right? Um, so we have these things called dinosaurs; they don't really fit the description of dragons but every culture on the planet every ancient culture anyways on the planet had depictions that were very similar of dragons whether they were in europe 
Asia, um, you know, South America, they all have these depictions of the same types of creatures, but we don't have any fossils of them. Now, there's one theory that if they had um, bird-like bone structure, that their, you know, bones probably dissolved, and that's why we don't have any fossil of them. But what if it was another dimensional slip or a rift in time and space where they were seeing these creatures, maybe creatures that weren't supposed to be seen by humans, and, uh, you know, they they got to experience that. I mean, there's so many different things like that that have happened throughout history where, you know, there's these legends and this lore, but then no proof of it at all. True. does make you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, this is the kind of stuff we chase, right? Well, that – see- and see that that really comes in when you go into a a location for an investigation even though you know you've been there before lots of people have already investigated it whatever you can never go into any investigation with a, a predetermined idea of what you're going to encounter you have to just record the um you know record the evidence uh, assuming you catch any and review it with an open mind unless of course you're you're getting the same thing over and over or the you know the same voice on the evp then you can start kind of narrowing it down but you know that that's one of the things i hate about the the paranormal shows like um you know ghost adventures ghost hunters while they're they're fun they're entertaining and if you're into the paranormal, you're probably going to enjoy it on some level, whether you believe it or not. But one of the things that I, I, I don't like about it is they consistently they're one and done. Um, you know, they don't go back to these locations and investigate it again and repeat the exact same things. Now, I, you know, I know there's a couple of one offs where they return to locations but because it's television, that's that's really not a plausible thing to do. Um, and I get that, so I don't fault them for that. But the, the problem comes in are paranormal groups out there that tend to fashion themselves off of that type of investigating. They're not going back to the same location more than once or twice or three times. And let alone repeating the same thing over and over and over again to try to get the same result or generate the same result. That was one of the things we we did very meticulously, you know, whether it was our investigation in Orange Park or um, the one at the ranch. uh, You know, we we tried to go back to those same places. You mean the one where we got the shadow person? Oh, yeah. That's creepy. I well, I'll tell you guys about something that came across my desk t- today um, <laughs> after oh. the show. Uh, thanks for getting me back into this. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> what can um, I say? But, you know, welcome. The on the topic of the shows, obviously with TV, they have to go film something and then move on to the next. I do appreciate the rare shows that try to be in a place for 72 hours. At least they're giving it three days, you know. Right. Um, like the one with uh, oh Jack Osborne and that girl from Paranormal State. Honestly, I, honestly, I have not seen that one yet. Really? 
it, it's not too bad. Um, check it out. But Definitely. then you get the ones where, you know, they just rely on maybe like a detective and then a psychic and the detective does his investigation. The psychic does hers and then they uh, right. meet up and compare notes or whatever. Those ones always seem like a stretch to me. Oh, oh, okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. Try to you know get yeah. us a little bit back on topic. Right. And this is uh, for you, Dan. For you, James. I'd like to get your ideas. Okay. So you're investigating uh, a haunting. You're investigating a location, a story, a claim, whatever. What? In what way could you? can you think of that could potentially test for time slips or, you know, anything along those lines? Cause honestly, I think at this point with the technology we have, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how you could measurably record with, something like that. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't think of any way to test that theory. I mean, even I mean, with all the equipment that it's, I mean, I'm sure it's possible somehow. Kind of going back to what we talked about last week with Gettysburg, um, I think being in the same time time and place, you know, uh, July 3rd, 8 p.m., we caught this evidence. Go back next year, July 3rd, 8 p.m., can yeah. you capture something similar? Now, there might be other factors where that, that come into play, like weather. And things like that that cause these types of things to come up. I don't know, man. Like, okay, well, well, that, there, that I think there's some ways you can try, but um, is there a definitive? I don't know. Well, that just generated another question. Okay, so let's let's go on the assumption again, just for the sake of discussion here, that some of the paranormal or, or ghost sightings that people encounter are actually people in another time in another dimension sort of thing. So what if, you know, the three of us, we're going to go investigate, you know, the Johnson home on the corner of fifth and main or whatever it is. And we do what you just suggested where we're there at on July 5th, 8 PM cameras rolling and we don't catch anything. We go back there next year, July 5th, 8 PM cameras rolling we then catch something. So we go back there the following year, July 5th, 8 p.m., cameras rolling. This time we catch even more evidence. I see where you're going with this. Then we finally catch some visual evidence, and lo and behold, we pick up ourselves. That would be cool. But that, saying, that would be really see, cool. But see, then that would stand the reason why didn't the first – I mean – uh, why didn't we pick up anything on the first time? If all those, if all the time periods were bleeding together at the same time, why didn't we pick anything up? So can we, as investigators, with our enthusiasm, with our energy that we bring into an investigation, can we be generating it? Maybe. Um, I know it's a stretch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's just like spitballing and, and brainstorming. I, I just kind of go back to the whole, you know, a lot of your residual hauntings are kind of based around trauma or high energy happenings. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, like Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays. That is a trauma. Absolute travesty. All right. Well, I got another question for you guys then. With the time slips tonight. I know. Well, that's because talking about this is something that I, I can really get into. Plus, just bouncing thoughts off the two of us, you know, the two of you and three of us talking. It's 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 like opening doors and ideas and, and things. So here's my question. How does Deja Vu play into all of this? Is Deja Vu actually like a record skip? Well, Deja Vu to me really seems to almost be um, like you had a precognition of an event before it happened. And then when you finally come to experience it, you're like kind of weirded out, if that would make any sense. Well, I I get what you're saying, but I mean, in the same respect, I mean, because I've I've experienced deja vu several times in my life where it was so strong. It's like I knew exactly what was about to be said. So what if it's part of the time slip? Exactly. What if it what if it's overlapping with something that happened or is going to happen, but we're crossing that right then and then and not when it's supposed to be happening? Right. Like, well, what if it's like, like I said, like a skipping record? where the record jumps or time jumps backwards and we feel like we've known this forever and suddenly it's coming true. But honestly, time just, there was like a hiccup and we jumped back 30 seconds, 10 seconds, a minute, something small. I mean, it doesn't have to be years and years and and everything like that. So when it, when it happens to you, do you feel like, this just happened or do you feel like this happened before but i can't place it but i know exactly, exactly. what's going to happen yes like i've almost like when you turn on a tv show that you've seen before yeah but you, you don't realize immediately that it's something you've already seen so you turn it you know you're flipping through channels and you see something that looks familiar it's like wait a minute i've seen this movie before i've, I've seen that I've seen that TikTok video before or, or something like that. Um, I actually run into that quite a bit with going through, you know, like fail compilations or something like that on YouTube. There's so many of them out there with such similar names, you know, looking through them. You get to one. In fact, my wife and I had one last night where we were looking at it and it's like, wait a minute, we've seen this compilation already. Um, it, it's like that to me. Where I know I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you when it was. Yeah, it's trippy. I would say that's probably a time slip. Yeah, I I can agree. I mean, now, here's a question. When, say, like, I've experienced this, where I've dreamt of something and, you know, a time, amount of time has gone by and it's actually happened. Or um, walk into a house that I've never been into before and can tell you what where each room is before I even walk into the house in the exact layout and what's in each room. Right. Um, and never never have ever been in it. So how is that tied into it? I used to have this nightmare about this house that had like old like old person green carpet and green wallpaper and don't remember a whole lot about well Okay, I remember a lot about it. Um, so yeah, now now the memories are kind of rushing back. 
Oh, I'm going to dream about this again. So, in the dream, uh, it is a haunted house. It is a house that has multiple levels, like three levels. Kind of a mansion-type looking house. And this carpet and wallpaper is just absolutely ugly, right? Um, And up on the third floor, there's a bedroom, and that's where the haunting takes place. So I had this dream for years. And I mean years. Just nightmarish, would wake up terrified, and nothing super scary really happened in the dream other than I was scared. One day in college, when I before I met you guys, um, we had a little paranormal team, and we went to investigate this place. And guess what they had? Green wallpaper, green carpet, and all the terrifying experiences were on the third floor in this master bedroom we had some things happen there uh that were pretty scary but i kept having the dreams for years after until the place burned down about three years ago three or four years ago and that's when the the place burned down and the dream stopped Oh, well, let me ask you a question. You said you kept having dreams. Was it the same dream over and over, even exact after you same. had been there? Exact same dream over and over again. Now, did any of those, any elements of that dream, you know, actually come to pass when you did so, go there? In the dream, and it wasn't like a scary interaction, like with the, uh, librarian in the beginning of ghostbusters where she like mutates into the beast looking thing but in the dream there was an apparition um in the investigation we didn't see anything uh but we definitely you know had weird feelings evps that kind of stuff so that's the main difference is you know in the dream i saw an apparition but on the investigation i did not see anything (sighs) Now you get me to want to start doing a research <laughs> on dreams. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a show topic for another time. Um, next week with Dan, Mike, and James. Next time. <laughs> no. Well, I, dude, well, that, that, so I, don't you know, know. I, used, I used to have this really horrible, horrible dream that actually, actually came true. Um, I dreamt there was this really, really awesome fast food joint that had great chicken sandwiches but they were only open six days a week they were actually closed on seven you know that dream did did come true that that is but there was no k in the name exactly no k in the name (laughs) oh wait oh man so yeah i mean the whole time slip thing time travel thing um well and, and, you know, with dreams, too, think about prophecy and how prophecy uh, for many prophets, whether you're talking Christian or non-Christian, come through dreams of what is to they come do. in the future. Well, there's, there's two types of that. I mean, especially if you get into the whole biblical side. Um, you Native know, Americans did it, too. Right. But a, a lot of times it came through interpretive dreams where you know a and well, b actually yeah. represent c and d and yeah. and that sort of thing but, there, but there's the interpretive dreams that are you know like the skinny cows um right but let let's but then there's the other ones of like 
you know, this is what's going to happen and it's going to be scary, <laughs> you know? Well, see that, that, that leads into my question. If you have a dream, let's say tonight you have a dream that, you know, X, Y, and Z happens on this date, right? And you wake up and you tell people about it and then it comes to pass. Well, that would, that would definitely look like you had a, a, a prophecy. However, what if, again, kind of like we were discussing with the whole, you know, deja vu thing, what if that was like a time slip where you actually had experienced that, but the hiccup, you went back and your brain perceived it as a dream? You know, with with CERN and all that going on and the particle accelerator back on again, what type of effects are we going to start having now? What's going to change? What's going to overlap? Right. Well, so far, the only the only Mandela effect that I've heard of, although I haven't been really you know researching too many current ones, is like the Chick-fil-A. Uh, that's what that one's fairly recent. But I, I guess maybe time will tell. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> we will overlook that uh, little pun. <laughs> never, never overlook well, that. Well, well, well. <laughs> So what's this new one about the Chick-fil-A? You, no, you, you said there was another one other than Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that, no, that's that's the only one that I oh, personally yeah. have heard that's like recent, recent. And I'm sure that in the coming week, coming months, we're going to start seeing a bunch more. So looking at the new uh, Mandela effects, uh, Pikachu. Um, before, Pikachu had no black on the end of his tail or... He had the black on the end of his tail. Now, uh, he doesn't. Actually, actually, dude, I've heard that one for about a year now. Um, what about Jiffy? Yes, I've heard that one, too. But Jiffy was never Jiffy peanut butter. It was Jiff. I Always remember Jiff. Yeah. Well, George, George, Skechers. No, the one, the one that gets has always gotten me. Is the Monopoly guy with the monocle? How about Fruit of a Loom? Yes, I See, remember the cornucopia. That one so I don't do I. I I don't remember that one distinctly or not. I remember the fruit. I don't remember the cornucopia. It could be there. It might not be there. I could be thinking about just you know pictures of fall. I don't know about that one. That Dude, one I, I remember. I'm, I'm not settled on that one. Well, back in the I guess 70s, 80s maybe. Um, they actually had like guys in these big fruit outfits. Yes, that was uh, yeah, I remember 80s, that. early 90s. Yeah, they had that. And then I, I distinctly remember they would go to, you know, at the end of the commercial, they would cut to the logo and Fruit of the Loom. And there was the fruit with the cornucopia because yep. that was the first place I'd ever seen a cornucopia. OK, yeah. how about this one? C-3PO has he's, a silver leg. He's always had a silver leg. I remember looking at that when I was a kid and... That beyond a shadow no. of a doubt, that has not changed. No, he he has always had a golden leg. Both legs matched. No, no, yes. they all they no no. We won't argue about this one, dude. Dude, I've seen Star Wars. I stopped counting it 137 times since I've been five years old. He didn't have two gold legs until um, Empire Strikes Back. Maybe the very end of star wars the metal ceremony after they were refurbished yeah i remember him having a silver leg and then i, yeah, I, I think remember the, uh, him having gold leg 
Yeah, he does in Empire Return of the Jedi and everything else, but nope, Silver Leg. And I remember on Bespin, remember he sees another protocol droid that looks like him and all silver, and he's like, oh. And he like gives the protocol droid a double take. Actually, the protocol droid looks at him and says, Ichuta. Yeah, which, something like that. Yeah, which uh, C-3PO says, how rude. And then... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he did have the silver leg at the Yavin celebration, so it wasn't until Empire that he had two gold legs. Cool. Okay, so what about the Listen, most famous Cern better stop messing with Star Wars, though. We're, we're going to continue with Star Wars. <laughs> uh, d- don't tell me about Luke, I Am Your Father, because it's never been Luke, I Am Your Father. I know those movies front to back. Yeah, so, so the he's Luke... always said, I'm your father and not Luke. I'm your no, father. No, he says, no, <clears throat> I am your father. Yeah. Luke says something like, you killed my father. No, he's... And then... uh, sit down before you hurt yourself. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what happens is Vader says... Obi-Wan never Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Luke then replies, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. Vader then says, no, I am your father. And then Luke yeah. goes into his whiny, that's, that's not true. That's, that's what him. I said. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it is. No, You're having no. a time slip, Mike. That's what I said. <laughs> 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 All right. Your so, time slip. Here's an oddball one. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Was it said mirror, mirror on the wall, or was it magic mirror on the wall? This one I've heard for years. I would have bet any amount of money that it says mirror, mirror on the wall, but it actually says magic mirror on the wall correct i would have guessed mirror mirror so have i because that's what i remember but yeah it's not it's magic mirror on the wall so let, let's really let's go with uh smoky the bear so okay smoky, so is it smoky bear or smoky the bear smoky bear it's always been smoky bear that's what i remember is smoky bear now, it could have just been me adding the in there as a child, but I remember Smokey the Bear. I mean, it that just goes to show you, he, James, if you remember Smokey the Bear, you're obviously from a different dimension. I'm an oddball. I, I've always been odd. See, I remember Kit Kat with the dash. So do I. Like, and everyone's like, no, Kit Kat's never had the dash. It no, did. it's always had a dash. So let's really get into this. Let's go with the. Uh, Forrest Gump movie, when Tom Hanks is sitting on the bench and said the most famous line to the whole thing, life is like a box of chocolate. You never did he know actually, what you're going to get. Did he actually say that, or was it life was like a box of chocolate? Life was like a box of chocolates. I remember life is. Mom always told me life was like a box of chocolates. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was like was like a box. Of well, I honestly, I think the explanation for the dialogue changes 
really comes from what they they attribute uh, Mandela effects to, and that's just a, a misremembering, I guess, is because we remember something close and it sounds like it makes sense. And so we repeat it. And that's what people re- remember is what they were told and not what it actually was. Because like with the Star Wars one, everybody, everybody I know would have sworn it was Luke, I am your father. In fact, that that became the the running gag with it. I mean, you look at anything that um, I think the Simpsons even used Luke, I am your father in their Star Wars parody. Um, Uh, I think you're right there. But uh, the thing is. Unless you're like really into a movie and you've watched it over and over and over again, you're more likely to talk to somebody about it than actually rewatch the movie to the point you know the dialogue front and back. But things like the Kit Kat bar and Stouffer's stovetop stuffing, the Stove Monopoly man, stuffing. yeah, the Monopoly man with the monocle, Curious George in the tail, things like that are a little bit different to me because it's not trying to remember something that you heard once it's something you're seeing potentially on a daily basis, especially if right. it's, you're a little kid with a curious George book. Right. You grew up with it. He had, yeah, I know, I know my daughter, uh, when she was real small, she had these little golden books and she read those things front and back. I mean, to the point the the covers wore off. So how do you explain something that you've, you know, so well suddenly changing like suddenly curious george doesn't have a tail i don't know and what makes sense well what really gets me is if these things have changed and let's go with the assumption that it's because of the whole cern hadron collider causing the mandela effects what has changed that people haven't remembered well and that that's kind of like my question too like there's got to be some bigger things that, you know, are we being distracted from thinking about this kind of stuff? You know, are are there big political things that have changed that we're being distracted from that they know, oops, we goofed there. Um, and let's just get you confused on Chick-fil-A and the Bernstein Bears. And so we don't pay attention to these bigger things that are going on. Like there has to be something big that we're missing and not seeing with all this other small stuff. He's got a point. What if there was something bigger in the world going on than these small things like advertising that we didn't notice? And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody or even, I don't even have an example of this, but you know, the Mandela effect is that, People thought Mandela died in prison, right? And then he becomes a president. Um, and I, when I he dies think... in 2013, people are all confused. So I mean, there's got to be something big like that going on. I, I'm, I'm not getting political. I'm just saying there's got to be something big like that. Well, right. uh, there, we know the little things, but what are the big things? This yeah, is right. We're really well, that's, gonna have to dive into. Well, that's what I said. You know, if if we're remembering. We notice things like this because we've dealt with them on such a a day-to-day basis. I mean, everybody has probably eaten a Kit Kat bar at some time. Everybody's probably played Monopoly at one point in time. 
But what about the stuff that nobody pays attention to? Case in point, we all know who invented the light bulb. Edison. Okay. Well, I know some people out there would make the argument Tesla, but historically, it's attributed to Thomas Edison. Right. I mean, Tesla did uh, come up with it, but Edison perfected it. Okay. So we'll we'll just we'll we'll for the sake of discussion, we're gonna go with the uh, the historically accepted. Thomas Edison. Okay. How would we know if time travel is, you know, say all this Hadron Collider, time slips, Mandela effect, what if this is all a precursor to actual time travel 100 years from now, 200 years from now? How would we know? How would we, how would we in 2022, how would we be able to tell whether or not, you know, it wasn't Nikolai Tesla and Alexander Graham Bell, who, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Thomas Edison, who came up with the the light bulb, but it was uh, John Smith from Arizona, and he came up with the light bulb. But Thomas Edison went back and took the invention and took credit for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like when you look at Back to the Future, that's one of the things Doc is always right. warn- warning Marty about. Like, dude, don't get involved. Um, cause you can change things and, you know, you what? see those things where they're, they're back and forth to try to fix, um, where they messed up the reality that they came from. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? Yeah. I remember that movie. Uh, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the, the term butterfly effect, it, it comes from, and I wish I could remember the name of the movie. Um, no, I know Butterfly Effect was a, a movie with Ashton Kutcher, uh, but this is not from that. Um, there was a, a time travel movie um, where it was basically uh, in the future and there were tourists who went back in time to see dinosaurs. I thought they were hunters. No, no, they weren't hunters. They were like tourists, they would go back because there was a time and place that these people had found where a uh, T-Rex goes into a tar pit and dies. So they can place these people in a in a point on a path where the T-Rex comes up over the hill or, or whatever and comes towards them but goes into the tar pit and dies. And the people are safe. Well, the thing is, the dinosaur was supposed to die anyway. So there, there's no changing anything in the past because that dinosaur didn't die. Right. But one of the Go rules ahead. is, well, I'm sorry. Good, good. Well, I was going to say, one of the rules is you have to stay on the path. You don't go, you don't go off the, the path at all. Well, somebody, I, I can't remember exactly why, because it's been so many years since I've seen it. I've only seen the movie, like, I think twice. Somebody goes off the path and winds up stepping on a butterfly that and i don't want to give any any part of the movie away other than that spoiler um but because that butterfly something as simple as a butterfly being killed changed the future if you figure out what that movie was let me know i want to watch it i 
I've seen it. I know what movie you're talking about, and I can't think of the name of it. Going to drive me crazy. Oh, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm Googling it. Butterfly. Why are my words not typing? You take over my computer, Mike. I can't type anything. Do you remember what? I want to say, according to this, hold on. I think it might be called The Sound of Thunder. It was 2005. I actually think that might be it. Yes, that is it. The movie is called A Sound of Thunder. I'm going to go watch that tonight. <laughs> it is. It's actually really, really good. And it, apparently, here's what uh, Wikipedia says. The film is based on the 1952 short story by the same name by Ray Bradbury. It's about time tourists who accidentally interfere too much with the past, completely altering the present. That's awesome. Uh, I, I want to watch really that. A good, you, you got to. It's actually a good movie. And, and it it touches on all this, you know, with time slip, uh, butterfly effect, you know, it how it all interacts. I mean, something yeah. in the past, as little as that, can change everything in the future. Right. So are we experiencing the like the Mandela effect? Could that be because somebody changed something in the past? I mean, it, it definitely could. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It, time time travel is such a bigger topic. <laughs> if you think about it like that, it everything starts falling into place and making sense. Because I think if time travel ever was discovered, like we would never be told about it. It would be so secret. <laughs> but we would probably notice little changes. Well, then again, maybe not. But right. aren't but aren't aren't we noticing little changes now? We are. We are. We are. I mean, what if there's been well, a big change? We've probably missed it. Or well, we again, don't remember it. Well, again, if it was a big enough change, would we ever notice that it was a change? True. So here's a question to that. What year did the Challenger explode? Uh, I want to say 1984 or 85. I nope. thought it was 88. Nope. It actually happened in 86. Oh, that's 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 plausible. I can believe that because I just remember where I lived and what grade I was in. And it was a school year. So it would have been either the 84, 85 school year or the 85, 86 school year. Though the tragic accident took place on January 28th, 1986. There are a number of people who thought it happened in 1984 or in 85. Yeah, I, well, I could see because it happened right at the beginning of the year. It didn't happen like in the middle of the summer. It happened just after 1985. The holidays were just, you know, winding down. So I, that one seems like there's a logical explanation for it. Right. I mean, it's, let's see, it happened in 86 in January. So, I mean, right after holidays, it was the biggest event that was happening in that since New well, Year's. So... I mean, it, it does get a little confusing. But well, I really I remember it because I I stayed home from school that day, and um you know the television cut in that there was a, a space shuttle launch and I went outside to because from where I lived at the time you could see the shuttles going up if the it was a clear day and it was, and um I went outside to watch the shuttle go up and. I remember seeing the little plume when it exploded and thinking it's never looked like that before. Right. I watched it on TV. I mean, it's definitely something to think about as far as the whole 
time slip and all of that. But uh, I don't know, dude. I'm not sure if we'll ever be able to to really come up with a way to test it or honestly, if we'll ever truly get any answers to any of it. We may not. I mean, I think this is a subject that we need to revisit. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm fairly positive this has not been our last uh, last show on the topic. But again, if you guys have made it this far into the into the show, thank you for listening. Hope you've had as much fun listening to it as we did talking about it. Yeah, we, we enjoy it. Um, if you got comments, questions, feel free to to reach out. I mean, you can email us or you know whatever. Leave a comment. Yeah, drop us a line on the uh, Facebook page again. Uh, right now, that's Suncoast Paranormal Research Association. Uh, just look us up on the on Facebook, and um, you know we'll get you added, and you can join the conversation. But uh, Dan. Um, Really appreciate you stopping by again, finish up the conversation from last week, so to speak. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I think I have more questions, and definitely my brain hurts after this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have All to right. bring you back and then try we'll to make to go detox have more and watch questions. some episodes of the Orville or something. There you go. <laughs> well, again, oh, guys. Speaking of yo. episodes, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but. Speaking of episodes, Dan, you brought up a show last week called Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Um, I binge-watched this show. Um, I personally would love to go talk to these people to, because there's so many things that's happened on this ranch that just... Yeah, well, here's it's, not, it's pretty crazy when NASA scientists are mind-blown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yes. We but could talk, see, a we, government... A government entity has reached out to them too so yeah, yeah there's there's this is going to be an episode all by itself i can guarantee that well, oh, i'm looking guys, forward to hearing that one you guys want to talk about it next week sure i will talk skinwalker ranch until <laughs> the sun comes up let's do it <laughs> all right well we got our show net for next week already planned uh i will get binge watching that show and until next week uh i'm mike I'm James. And I'm Dan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> join us next week as we take you again within the paranormal. Later. Peace.